0: The host of the event had delegated to a team member and the team member had delegated to another team member. And I was greeting the guests backstage and we had a guest come in and they were like, so excited to talk for 90 minutes. And I was like, oh, um, yeah, awesome. So we've got 45 minutes for this segment. (laughs) How are entrepreneurs like us, daring bravely to build a stage, ditch the sweatpants and step up to the mic How do we create our own transformative events so we can get our message out into the world in a bigger way that's not only profitable, but it's actually something we can be proud of? That's the question, and the answers are inside this podcast. My name is Sarah Fafer. Welcome to Green Room Central there is nothing more embarrassing than a guest showing up late and you having to cover for them last minute or the train wreck that is a guest sharing a message that is not aligned with what you teach. As an event host, there is a lot to love about an event that runs like clockwork, right? You want your guest speakers to shine. You want them to align effortlessly with your event goals. You want them to amplify your events impact. And today we're gonna dive into guest speaker prep. This is a subject that is near and dear to my heart because I've seen it go wrong so many times and it's not that hard to have it go right. So if you've ever wished for a smoother, worry-free experience where your guests know exactly where to be, what to prepare and how to elevate your event, then this episode is for you. You are in the right place. We're gonna talk about the common pitfalls. We're gonna talk about some practical strategies and ways to elevate your hosting game. So whether you host in-person events or virtual summits, this will equip you to host your guest speakers with ease. I love that word. (laughs) I was recently the guest at a live event, a guest speaker at a live event, and I didn't know it. (laughs) So I was a guest on a podcast and I signed up to be a guest months ago. And during that time, I traveled all over the country and did a bajillion things because it was summer and I just was juggling tons of balls. And I knew that this recording was on my calendar. I knew the calendar notice was there. I even... This was so pro team. The host of the podcast even had reminders go to my phone via text message and also had email reminders. And the text messages were awesome because they were just like short, concise to the point. Hey, don't want you to forget you're on this show at this date, at this time. Okay, be there. <laughs> the emails, on the other hand, were about a mile long each and I was in a season where I was barely keeping my head above water and you've been there right <laughs> please tell me you have That <laughs> I'm not alone in this and so there was a lot of emails that were getting skimmed instead of read in full and I was balancing just so many things doing so much travel, talking to so many people. And I'm guessing you can relate that you've had a season where it's been busy. And so there's things that you're aware of on uh, the peripheral. Is that the right word? (laughs) And you know it's there, but you're not fully invested in the outcome you're not fully invested in knowing every single detail. And that's how I was with this thing. I, I wanted to show up and do an amazing job of delivering value for this podcast host guests and hopefully helping to elevate their podcast and get them more subscribers. Because isn't that what everyone, every podcast host wants? <laughs> more subscribers and also really to deliver incredible value for their guests. And I wanted that too. But I just, it wasn't, wasn't my thing. So I wasn't on it, like white on rice. And so the the day comes and I show up two minutes before the calendar notice. Let's pretend it was a noon calendar notice. And I show up at two minutes to noon and... The host was already there, and I was feeling proud of myself for being early. <laughs> and the host immediately like jumped down my throat and got mad and was like, "You run events, you know that if something's live, that you should be there early. And why weren't you?" And <laughs> really taken aback because I was so proud of myself for being early. Because the, the calendar notice said, be there at noon. And so I was there two minutes before noon. And for me, that's amazing. <laughs> and I was instantly feeling sheep, sheepish. And like it was as if like the ego of the person who was hosting the show just needed to come out and put me in my place. And I want to just let you know right now, <laughs> it didn't make me feel amazing <laughs> knowing that I was about to go present. We never want our guests to feel less than right before they present to our guests, right? So I, and and then they went on to explain, well, you know, it was in the email. This is a live show and you should have been here earlier. And so I say all that to underline the fact that everyone's busy, everyone is busy and everyone has the best of intentions to show up and serve your guests with excellence and we need to help them out as the hosts of the event so that they can shine and that is all about what we're going to talk about today high level we're talking we need clarity we need conciseness and need you know a plan and work the plan and so i'm going to give you all that today but first i want to talk about what could go wrong because that'll be fun right (laughs) so many things if we don't get those pillars i just talked about clarity and conciseness and have a plan in place if we don't get that stuff right so many things could go wrong so let's talk about them because i think That knowing what can go wrong can help uh, give us the, that just that extra little bit of oomph and fuel we need to be like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna start playing pro team here and prep my guests like a professional, okay? So stuff that can go wrong, unclear expectations. So if you fail to communicate specific event details, such as the format or who's in the room, or key messages, it can leave guest speakers unsure about their roles and responsibilities. Second, insufficient briefing. So if you provide inadequate or like insufficient amounts of information about the event's goals or the schedule, it can lead guest speakers to delivering something that's off topic. That is a train wreck or slightly misaligned with what the rest of the content is. And that just always feels off to the audience. Let me give you an example of this. So I was at an event where I was the executive producer and the host of the event had had one of their team members letting guests know about the event and kind of how to prepare them and the host of the event had delegated to a team member and the team member had delegated to another team member and I was greeting the guests backstage And we had a guest come in and they were like so excited to talk for 90 minutes and I was like oh um, yeah awesome so we've got 45 minutes for this segment and you know a massive lineup behind you of other guest speakers and it was like in the game of telephone it hadn't been disseminated that the segment that they had was 45 and not 90. and so now in the moment the guest speaker is panicked thinking well how do i collapse my content in half and really spent those last few moments before, now, we were able to give them a little bit more time, maybe I think an hour, but still they're shaving huge amounts of content off. And the minds, the, the, the mindset, the, the mind space that we had that guest in right before going live to a large audience was not great. I, I could tell how it just <clears throat> took them off their game. I could tell how it made them nervous. I could tell how it made them think a little bit differently about the host of the event. And ultimately, this is about serving our guests, right? Our audience. And I I feel like they got a disservice because the guest speaker had to in that moment cut things and uh, without being able to think as strategically about okay if I was gonna do this talk in 60 minutes versus 90 or in 45 versus 90, this is what I would include or not include. Now this speaker was pro team, they were able to do it and they delivered with excellence. And I was so amazed and it wasn't ideal. It didn't make anybody in the room feel great. So that's kind of this whole concept of insufficient briefing, more things that could go wrong. Last minute changes. So if you make significant alterations to you, the event agenda without proper communication, it can get catch a speaker off guard and it can affect their performance just like we just talked about. Another thing, neglecting tech requirements. So if you overlook technical requirements like microphone setups or presentation size, it can lead to day on the day Day of tech glitches and disruptions. What does that look like? Well, what if you fail to communicate to guests that instead of sixteen nine, you're gonna be in four <laughs> three or instead of four three you're gonna be in sixty nine, Or let's say the 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 speaker always comes with their own DJ and you were just not set up to be able to have those different that setup ready and available to them. I mean, huge, right? So tech is a big deal. And I always encourage asking the speaker. I have kind of a checklist inside of Live Event Academy that I make sure event hosts use to prep guests, just kind of go through a quick checklist with, their speakers to know, hey, what we're using this style of mic. Does that work for you? Oh, no. Okay. Then let's, we'll make sure we make arrangements, that kind of stuff. Another thing that can go wrong, isn't this fun? Poor timing. So if you don't agree to your, the adhere to the agreed upon timing for your guest speaker slots, it can result in rushed or incomplete presentations. So for example, another client uh, they they told me this story when I came on board, saying, "Hey, we never want this to happen again." <laughs> they had an event in person, and the guest speaker must not have been clear on the expectation that they had an hour for a keynote. And they wrapped it up at 30 minutes. Well, the event host was off in the green room, not even in that room. And so no one was available to just like (laughs) take the stage back over uh, immediately. And as the guest speaker left the stage and no one was coming on, the guests got confused and they just started to leave (laughs) before the event host was able, you know, to Rush back in and (laughs) save the day but that doesn't look good it doesn't make anybody look good and it's confusing and it kind of ruins the the vibe in the room right so timing is everything and communicating that is so important I mean back to my example well then Don't put a calendar notice on saying that our time together is from 12 to 1. Put a calendar notice that our time together is from 1145 to 1. If you want your guest speaker there at a certain time to check mic and um, have some banter before going live, then you better make that clear. And there is no better way to do that than a calendar notice. <laughs> I I think there's a lot of us, myself included, who live or die by their calendars. And so if that's what it says, where I'm supposed to be and when I'm supposed to be, that that's what I'm gonna do. And don't, don't send me a calendar notice that has one time and then send me an email that says, I know I sent you a calendar notice that says one, but really we want you there. 15 minutes early don't don't make it hard for me to do the math and figure it out just be clear another thing <clears> that could go wrong is if you have a lack of backup plans if you fail to prepare for unforeseen unsur- circumstances and i i like to call this preventing problems before they become problems we have a whole module on that inside of live ven academy Backup plans for things like speaker cancellations or tech failures can jeopardize an event's success. And so that's part of becoming pro team in the event space when it comes to guests is having backup plans and just having talked through, okay, well, if this happened, what would we do? Another thing that could go wrong is inadequate rehearsals can lead to So, uh, neglecting either not doing them, which is so popular and (laughs) drives me crazy, either not doing rehearsals or not failing to at least do, you know, like kind of the bare minimum in a rehearsal with guest speakers can lead to unpolished or disjointed presentations. It just hit me so hard. During the pandemic, there was a concert outside. I want to say it was Adele somewhere in LA. And Oprah was kicking it off. I think these are the details. <laughs> and I remember I was watching Oprah's stories on Instagram and uh, the day before. And she was talking to the camera as she was walking away from rehearsal. And she had some story about how she saw someone famous once early in her career not do the rehearsal and mess something simple up on live and just told herself like i just never want to be that person I'm, i'm never going to be that person and so even though i've used a teleprompter and used a mic and been live so many times i've committed that a standard for me is that i show up for the rehearsal and coming from someone who's so experienced it really struck a chord with me how people who are pro team are that way because they put in the reha- reps because they came to the rehearsals and that it's it's not above us to rehearse <laughs> If it's good enough for Oprah, is good enough for us. And, uh, you know, at some point, it doesn't have to be a full run through. It could just be like walking the space, checking mic levels, getting an understanding of who's introducing us. Who are we handing it off to when we're done? Just the simple stuff. You Have your executive producer run through that with your guest speakers. And so good so good, so protein. All right, last thing I wanted to cover when it comes to stuff that could go wrong is this is the fun part of this episode is I'm gonna call it limited feedback. So if we're not offering constructive feedback or guidance during the process of getting ready for the event, being clear with what we need, what we want them to do or not do, it can really hinder a guest speaker's performance and their ability to get better over time. Like, what a what a gift that we can give people after they get off of our stage to say, like, "Hey, I loved it when you did this," and an opportunity for future stages is if you did this. And I think that's that's so smart to do that, to ask for that feedback as the guest speaker, but also to be brave enough to provide it because you're doing them a service, right? And helping out future event hosts get even better guest speakers on their stages. So now that we've talked about all of the fun stuff, things that could go wrong, I want to talk about clarity and conciseness, the importance of those two things in the guest speaker prep process. And I love to go back to Donald Miller's quote, if you confuse, you lose. I think ensuring that all communication with guest speakers is crystal clear, leaving no room for misunderstandings is so important. And also being concise, providing guest speakers information in a succinct and straightforward manner, making it really easy for speakers to absorb. If you know that people are busy, and I guarantee you if someone is coming to speak on your stage, they are busy because they're hustling, they're getting themselves onto stages, or if they're in demand enough to be asking to be on stages, they're busy. Let's just make that assumption. And so let's provide the information that they need in a clear and concise manner. And this is professional. It reflects professionalism on the part of your business and team, which can really positively impact their ability to perform during your event and their ability to refer you, right? It's efficient. When speakers receive information that's concise, they can really quickly grasp the details that are essential, that are VIP, can save time on both sides, questions, right? And prevent situations like I experienced recently where people are uncomfortable. And it's it's alignment. Right, It helps ensure that guest speakers understand that the event has goals and this is what they are. This is who's in the room. This is is our expectations of you as a guest speaker at our event. And all of that really reduces the likelihood of any sort of misaligned content, any uncomfortable moments. You don't want anybody embarrassed (laughs) or having to feel like we were putting them in their place it's just it's not protein so a few strategies for you i think using bullets like bullet points is essential like present your important information schedules requirements in a bullet point format inside the email this makes it easy for speakers to scan and absorb the key details okay if you want to go a step further you could present prepare a a brief on your event we do this inside of event live event academy when it comes to vendors it's very popular it can also be used with guest speakers and i, I have this template on creating a brief about the event kind of a one pager that encapsulates all the essential information and things like the event goals and demographics of who's in the room, tech stuff. If you create a one pager like that and give it as an attachment to your email that has the bullet points, so good. Because if they wanna dive deeper on some stuff, it's there in a really easy to print out, hold kind of fashion some people are paper people (laughs) I still like to print stuff if you have the time and I recommend you make it do a pre-call with each guest speaker and I know sometimes for sake of time you have to do this as a group it if it's possible do the one-on-one but if you have to do it as a group call go ahead Or if you have to pre, if you could, if you don't have time for that, but you could pre-record a video or audio message that you can send out from directly from you, the event host to your guest speakers. I think that's important. You you would go over all the stuff in the event brief. You would clarify any open questions or concerns. It's awesome. I had a client once who had a lot of high-level speakers probably 25 to 30 guest speakers at this like couple day event so a lot <laughs> it was a revolving door of speakers and they were all high profile from all different walks and of life and it's and a lot of them were high profile like, positions in Politics or in corporations or in sports, and they went the extra mile and scheduled a pre call with every single guest speaker, and that took a ton of time. But I'll tell you that the alignment in message, in enthusiasm to be a part of, like, they were so enrolled in the vision and the mission of the event and clear on what they needed to do and when they needed to do it it was just the event went so smoothly because of those pre-calls even though it was highly complex with all of the speakers the calls made it so it it just felt so smooth and aligned i loved that so encourage it if you can make it happen and I've given you a few options. You just do a, something pre-recorded, do something one-on-one or do something as a group, a group call, you have lots of options. Another is email summaries. So if you have calls like that, it is helpful to do a summary after the call of what you had talked about and agreed to. Or just, people are busy. And if you can be the note taker and send that out or have your team do that on your behalf, I think that's super helpful calendar invites i've already preached on this one but that is a really helpful strategy if you have i I love to put the calendar notice on a guest speaker's calendar and then in the meeting notice include all of the 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 most important things just very collapsed but this is your emergency contact like this is their cell phone number and their email if anything's going wrong this is where you have to be and when you have to be there and this is what you have to bring or whatever the very most like can't miss this pieces of information repeat those in the calendar notice uh, meeting invite information section and then encourage feedback Right, A feedback loop is always good, so make sure there's open communication so that they know who their point of contact is on your event team so that if they have questions, they know how to and when they can reach out to this person, that's super important. And just like I alluded to in that calendar notice, I like to tell people who their point of contact is for for feedback at any point of the planning process including day of and if it's going to be different day of make sure that's clear and then last thing that i think is a strategy that will serve you really well look good on your organization kind of elevate the professionalism with which you host events is follow-up so don't just send the one email or the obviously yes the one calendar notice but just the one email that follow up with test, text messages with a call with another email with reminder emails you cannot it's treat this like it's a webinar where you're going to make a sale right you're not just going to send one email that says hey like would love to have you join us on this day thanks for registering <laughs> no you're going to send them several reminders over the weeks and days and hours leading up to it. And I think having that level of follow-up will ensure that balls don't get dropped, will prevent the problems before they become problems. So that's all about essentially my soapbox on clarity and conciseness when it comes to preparing guest speakers. Now let's talk about making an effective plan and really tailoring the guest speaker experience. I think, and you may think that this is crazy, but I do think that every guest speaker needs a personalized experience. Yes, you're going to make a plan of these are the like just non-negotiables, but there will be some speakers where we just have to deviate from that plan because of who they are or what the circumstances might be, and still be able to meet the goals of the event, but we might have to tailor the experience a bit. And I think that is done for a few reasons. First, speaker comfort. So, some speakers may just need a little bit more hand-holding. And when you're able to do a pre-call, you're able to identify that pretty quickly. Is Are they ready for this experience? Do they need anything more from me or my team in order to make this a win-win for both of us? And when guest speakers feel valued and supported, they're more likely to perform at their best during your event. And so it's important to gauge their comfort, with what they're getting into, what you've asked them to do, and meeting them where they're at. Another reason why this matters, that whole tailoring the guest experience piece is content relevance. So I think it's important to understand what each speaker's content is and how it aligns with your event's goals and how it would resonate with your guests. And you might need to massage that a bit, right? And then also guest engagement is another reason why it's important to tailor the guest experience. Yes, a well-coordinated lineup of guest speakers with complimentary topics can engage your audience more effectively. But if we take it a layer deeper than that, I think that not every guest is meant to be a keynote speaker. They might perform best if it's more of a fireside chat with you and you and them and you're bouncing ideas and questions off of each other. Some people might perform better in a panel. Some topics might perform better in a panel. And so we have to think about not trying to force a specific style of speaking on a guest. If what's important is the message, then let's tailor the guest experience, the guest speaker's experience and create an environment that allows them to win. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that if you have a policy that guests are not bringing up pages and pages of notes or they're not reading from a teleprompter that you kind of deviate from that in order to have this speaker and just saying think about what would allow them to shine what would allow their message to shine and how could we tailor their onstage experience to ensure that what's important is that message gets out I once had a client, it was a corporate client, and they had a lot of very inexperienced speakers presenting very important information. But those speakers were subject matter experts, like just absolute rock stars on their subject matter. And it was important to the brand that their subject matter expert, their in-house sub- subject matter expert was, was doing the the talk on that thing. But their speaking skills were just not as advanced as their expertise in the topic. And so what we agreed on was, well, let's use teleprompters because it's virtual, because we can And then for the extemporaneous stuff where we're taking an inexperienced speaker and taking questions, we'll bring in a moderator to help make it feel so much smoother. And it worked fabulously. And prior to that, they'd never, ever considered teleprompters. But now... I think they probably wouldn't go back because it worked so well. They got the message out that they wanted to get out delivered by the person who's the subject matter expert and still were able to deliver Q and A and have it be moderated so it it felt natural and everyone won like the the guest speaker felt like proud of what they did and the brand got the message out that they wanted to get out so yeah so some strategies on this whole tailoring of the guest speakers experience i think the, I, I would boil it down to one i would just say make sure that you know your guest speaker well enough to know what you need and they need to set them up for success and don't feel rigid about or have expectations that it be done in one way. The other thing, I guess now I have two. The other thing is that's in terms of their day of performance, but in the lead up, if you're sensing that there's someone who is super super busy and super high level and they have an assistant who handles all of this for them all these guest speaking engagements well then modify your process and speak directly to their their assistant have the pre-call with their assistant do the emails and the text reminders with their assistant Knowing that their assistant is then going to take the information that they've received and deliver it to the guest speaker in the format that they've, you know, the system that they've worked out for these types of things. I think we have to be, have to be flexible on how we tailor this the experience of communicating with each guest uh, the more the more guests we have, and also the higher profile they are, you're gonna find that this comes up. But I, but when we're grounded in, hey, these are the essentials that we have to communicate, and these are the amount of touch points that we need in order for our event team to feel confident that the guest speaker knows where the ball is and. <laughs> when to when to be there and what to say all the things right that are important to you okay I hope that was helpful I hope that hearing what could go wrong helped lock in why this is such an important topic I hope the strategies I shared with you around clarity and conciseness and planning were helpful I think What this warrants is taking some time this week, maybe 30 minutes or so with your team and talk about what we just covered and kick off a system around prepping guests for your events. This is going back to that whole conversation we've had over and over again about preparing yourself to scale. This is one of those pieces that is kind of like you think about it once, decide what your standards are once create that SOP, and then kind of wash, rinse, and repeat every event, knowing that it'll feel so good when you feel your, when you see your guest speakers shine at your next event, and you'll feel, when you feel that sense that it was effortless on your end, you'll know that you're on the right track, and I want that for you. So, as always, if you have questions, about what we covered, or a scenario you want to run past me to get advice, don't hesitate to drop me a direct message on Instagram. I am here to help you level up your event hosting game. Thank you for joining me today. Make it an outstanding day, and I will catch you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Green Room Central Podcast. If you loved this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and post it to Instagram and be sure to tag at Sarah Fafer and let me know why you liked it and what you'd like to hear or who you'd like to hear from in the future. That'll help me know what to create for you. Also, if scaling events in your business sounds like something you want to tackle this year and you need a coach, let's connect to see if one-on-one coaching is for you. Just go to greenroomcentral.com. You and I can work together one-on-one throughout the course of the year and dive deep into the inner workings of your events and business, to receive mentorship, personalized feedback, and customized guidance to define your goals and achieve your next level of success. Just go to greenroomcentral.com right now to apply. I appreciate your commitment to leveling up and learning the mindset and strategy of live events. Keep going, keep learning, If you want more head over to greenroomcentral.com for show notes and all the links from today's episode.